you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up? Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're live here in New York City. It's Thursday, April 20th. You are right. That means it is Peter Stryker's birthday. Yes. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, birthday boy Jason McCourty. He led the show, one Peter Stryker did, by informing us that it was his birthday, hoping that that would be the only time that we would address it. It is not. No, he wasn't hoping it would be the only time. I, I was. I wanted to get it out of the way so we could talk football. We got Mel Kuyper on today. That is the ultimate birthday. We do. Gift. We love that. Our gift in the third hour of the show to you is three guests that we get to talk to, and we get mm. to unearth a lot of information. Please tell me they're all over Zoom. Uh, they are. Yes. They are. I know. Yes. I know. I know. I know. Uh, also, a spicy rendition of Throwdown Thursday. So let's roll. 9 a.m. on a Thursday. Let's throw down. If you play, if you play in the NFL, it's inevitable someday your replacement will walk through that door. Jason has told us that when he was playing and the drafts would come by, he would check to see if his position got drafted in the first round. He was safe for a year. If Back to work, happen, baby. And you're good. Uh, when you play quarterback, it's likely that you'll see them stroll across the draft stage, hug Roger Goodell, and then walk right into your quarterback mm-hmm. room. Throwdown number one is... Who should be keeping a closer eye on round one next week? Is it Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings or New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones? Peter? Good one, Jamie. That's Mm. a good one. Um, Vikings quarterback situation is very unique because he's got a one-year deal, essentially, for $35 million. They could have extended it this year. They opted not to. They kind of said, let's just go one year here, and we'll address it at mm. the end of the season. Doesn't mean Cousins isn't the long-term answer in Minnesota. But where they're sitting in those 20s, it gets to be guy who free-falls zone, meaning you might not expect it, but wow, Anthony Richardson's there at 23. Wow, Will Levis is there at 23. Ooh, Hendon Hooker's there at 23. There's no pressure for any of these quarterbacks to play in Minnesota. We've got Kirk Cousins. We like Kirk Cousins, but we have him for one year. Um, If I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm keeping a a, a side eye on what they do with that first-round pick. Mac Jones, 
look, Bailey Zappi uh, was talk last year. At this point, you got to be alert at all hours, at all times. I don't think it's just the NFL draft. I think you have to wake up every night and wonder if Trey Lance has been traded to your yeah. team. Um, I, I feel like Mac Jones is, is keeping his eyes wide open. But if you're Kirk Cousins, draft night. And then if they don't take a quarterback, you go back to bed, you go back to the farm, you go back to whatever you do, and you'll be just fine. Building your home. From Kirk Cousins, draft night. Like I'm, I'm maybe on vacation somewhere with my family, spending the money I've made. If I'm Kirk Cousins, like it's the last year of my deal. I'm looking at free agencies coming up. I just need the ball this year, and we'll figure out the rest later on. I think it's Mac Jones who's looking at the first round because we almost expect the possibility of Minnesota drafting a quarterback in the first round for the future. You don't expect the Patriots to go back to the first round so soon and go get another quarterback. So if I'm if I'm one of these two guys, I'm looking at the first round. This is Mac Jones like, I mean, if they draft a quarterback in the first round, we're here, Bailey Zappi's behind me, but I feel like it's my job to lose. As long as I go out there and perform, I'll be the starting quarterback. You bring a first round guy in here, forget about Bailey Zappi. The keys might be handed to this guy, and now I'm on the outside looking in, trying to figure out how the hell do I get back in the house and get an opportunity to get back out there on the field and lead this team. I'm triggered why Peter thinks Kirk Cousins is on a farm. What, yeah. what are you talking about? Where's he from? He's from originally born in Chicago <laughs> and then moved to Michigan. That's where he grew up. Not farm country, right? Do you think? I think that's more of the stereotype and caricature of yeah. Kirk Cousins that he's like American Gothic with a oh, pitchfork. I'm triggered. <laughs> you triggered, you triggered yourself. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, well, I'm gonna take the heat off Kirk Stereotypical. Cousins. Stereotypical. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, you're better Sorry. than that. Sorry, guys. On your birthday, mm. uh, I think it's Mac Jones. You know what the simple reason is? Like Kirk Cousins is way better than Mac Jones. Like Kirk Cousins is very good. He has much better than Mac Jones. And I just keep saying that I, my, my, my pinky keeps t- t- tinkling, tingling when like I feel like every time the Patriots come out, I think they're going to do something nuclear in this draft. Mm. I, I don't know what it is yet, but whether it is, oh my God, we drafted a first-round quarterback, or we traded way up and got some defensive player that Bel Belichick just fell in love with, I just can't see them sitting there. Where are they, Peter? They're 14. at 14. 14. It's a fine pick. It's sort of right there in that like average. I feel like they're going to trade into the top 10 or maybe even higher. Mm. I just think like it, it, everyone's closing in, and the empire's over, and it's crumbling. And what do you do? You do something outlandish to keep it alive. Not stupid, just aggressive. Actually, I think they're doing it. It's actually interesting because they had the 15th pick, and they took the fifth quarterback in that draft, and they mm-hmm. took Mac Jones. Like, could they just sit and then settle for the fifth quarter? I, I don't know. Or do they do what you're saying and saying, go and get your guy? Yeah. Or, look, either like get a quarterback or move up and draft some. I, I just don't think they're going to sit around and be like, yeah, 14th best player, we got a safety. We feel good. I just don't think it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Like that guy out of, is it uh, Shepard? Like, could they get Tyson Bajant and just be like, oh, Tyson Bajant? Don't know Tyson Bajant. Tyson Bajant's dad Zappi, is the opinion. one that does the arm wrestling. Oh. If you remember that from the, yeah, I don't think he's a day one pick. No, no. I mean, wait till the, f- that, that's what I'm saying, yeah. what you just said. Yeah, go yeah. wait and get Tyson okay. Bajant. Like Zappi should be up then. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, Patriots have a lot of picks. They have a lot, they have one in each of the first three, three fourths and four sixths round picks. It's a lot of picks. Sure is. To uh, dole trade? out if they wanted to trade both of these logos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're still on my Lamar Jackson list. Mm-hmm. They really still are. And if you're going to trade a straight up, maybe uh, the Mac Jones thing is, but a Kirk Cousins for Lamar Jackson trade for fir- two first round picks. To change up the way your offense is played, the direction you're—I was on the show a couple weeks ago, and I said if you keep doing the same things, how do you not expect the same outcome? If Kirk Cousins continues to be your quarterback, I don't understand how you don't expect to lose in the first or the second round of the playoffs. You make it there, that's great. Do you want something different to be your outcome? I think the same could be said for what Mac Jones is doing at quarterback. Uh, if you want something splashy, I don't know. Those two are still on my list for a Lamar Jackson potential. Come. Uh, our second throwdown. 
takes us back in time to consecutive years of quarterback mm. drama in the green room. Okay. In 2004, Eli Manning did not, did not want to be selected first Correct. overall by the Chargers. In 2005, Aaron Rodgers just wanted to go. He wanted to hear his name called. Both were their emotions straight up on their faces. They, we knew what they were feeling. Here's the question. Who had the more memorable draft face? Here they are. Was it Eli in 04 saying, I cannot believe that? Or Aaron in 05 saying, I can't believe I haven't heard my name called? Peter, more memorable draft face. And if you want to recreate it, that's fine. Um, memorable draft face. Hmm. The Rogers thing was excruciating. Mm -hmm. Excruciating. Pick Faces. Pick. Pick See, I, pick. I think the Eli thing was excruciating. That was like uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it was shorter, though. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was Eli was. holding up that Chargers thing. It was a hostage <laughs> in a video, like, twice. It's, so it's the deal was, Eli, let it be known, I will not play for the Chargers, even though they have number one yes. pick. I don't want to. And the Chargers said, we don't care. We're going to draft you anyway. Then we're going to trade you. But you're going to hold up that damn he jersey. He came out on the stage and everything. Yes, look at there him. he is. He knows he did not want to play. Look, the parents come out. Archie not thrilled. Yeah, and they were on record, don't draft us. They're like, no, we're drafting you. Look First overall. I know, number one overall. And wasn't happy. I know. And Miserable. guess what? I made the right decision. He won two Super Bowls with the Giants, one of the most beloved New York athletes of all time. When you have the leverage to do that, it's great. Rodgers, though, Rodgers is more memorable because he goes on to win four MVPs, and there's a famous clip from a local San Francisco uh, uh -huh. broadcaster uh -huh. where he says he's going to come back, and obviously he's going to make all these different teams, including the 49ers. Uh, he's going to get their yeah. revenge. I think the Rodgers with the gelled hair, looking very 2005. Um, Rodgers is more memorable than the Eli thing, which was just uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, it's tough to compare because there were so many faces of Rodgers. Like at one point, he's just like, <laughs> when it goes through. And Eli was that uncomfortable moment. And there's a few picks later, he's traded. But I still think it's Eli Manning. I mean, think about this. Weeks leading up to the draft, and you're saying, like, do not draft me. I do not want to play here. Double down. Never gave a reason. And then they call your name. You've dreamed about this, being drafted in the NFL, let alone going number one, and you are not hiding it. You're not pretending to be happy and, hey, we'll figure it out later. You are letting it be known, like, San Diego, if you even thought of that, I'm going to take it as the number one pick and I'm going to show up and be ready to play, you know right instantly, as they said my name, is not going down. So for me, it is more memorable, Eli Manning, because there were many quarterbacks, been Roethlisberger, and there was so much being said, and they still drafted him first overall, and it was just like, it's not happening. It's amazing. I just, I, like, I look at that, the Rodgers draft, the pick before, like some of the players that were chosen, yeah. like the Raiders went the pick before, and they're still trying to find their winning point. They're like, they take we like Fabian Washington down in Nebraska. We like him. He's a great cover corner. It's just amazing. I mean, some of these, Erasmus James was the, David Pollock, there's all these guys. That's the best quarterback I've ever seen in, in my life, and he was just sitting there, and they could have had him. They could have had him over and over. Memorable is this. It's this. I, I, I actually find that Eli one more entertaining because mm -hmm. we've just seen this so many times. He's talked about it so many times. He's talked about the hair gel. He's talked about the flavor saver. He's talked about all of the stuff. The Eli thing is just unbelievable. But I think I think there's a whole side segment here that I don't know if I agree with Peter on that. The Eli to the Chargers deal could have been electric. You're right. And LT's coming. And Antonio Gates is coming. Mm. And like he. 
Listen, I know Phil couldn't get him over the hump, and Phil and Eli are pretty similar quarterbacks, but like, it, it could have been special. Yeah. You know, and it's we'll see. I, I think the more memorable is Rodgers. What's the famous story that they were trying to pitch Eli? I talked to him about it once. Yeah. And they're like, you know, Eli, you, I, I think you should change your mind in San Diego. We got this tight end who's going to be incredible. And Eli's like, a basketball it's player? player. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm not going here. And they're like, that turned out to be Antonio, Antonio Gates. Gates. And he's like, you know, 22 years old, go live in San Diego, hand the ball to LT. That could have been pretty good. But uh, he chose his own path. Well, wasn't it also that the Mannings, as a corporation, if you will, like wanted the brand recognition more so as like Eli That's a theory. plays for the Giants That's a and theory. not like just like the wolf. I like it. I like the fact that he asked for it repeatedly. Like, don't do it. I won't go. I, I took a job once in Boston where uh, my the network that I was working for asked me to cover hockey. They're like, mm-hmm. you're from Minnesota. It's sure, yeah. Great. You know, and I, I essentially yeah. uh, took that job like this. It's not going to go well. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And that was what I view Eli Manning as like walking up on that stage like, this is not going to go yeah. well. I don't want to do it. So to me, it's the Eli Manning face. It's the holding the jersey. It's this weird like head shake, like, don't even take this picture. Please don't publish this photo. Please <laughs> just turn all the cameras off. And yeah, to me, it's the memorable Gosh. one. Is did Eli, they trade you? Sure. <laughs> I traded myself. I did. I demanded out, just like Eli. No, just kidding. It's good. Um, uh, quick throwdown. Birthday des- birthday dessert. Oh yeah, I'm an ice cream cake guy. Mm. Great. Mm. You know, like awesome. I love a Carvel ice cream cake. That was big on our show when yeah. you guys first got here. Yeah. Um, I'll take any ice cream cake. I love Fudgy the Whale. I love it all. Uh, I'm not as big into like the cookies and cupcakes. I like a nice ice cream cake. Bring out the ice cream cake. Yeah, Preferably right. from our dear friends at Carvel. At Carvel. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> they heard it. It's been the call has been put out. I don't care that it's right. I love you. I love you. It's a thick and thin. I I'm doing it for you, that. Peter, but I'm also doing it to make Kyle's. Hey. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We're back with Good Morning Football, and it's time to continue our next-gen chat series where we get to know the next generation of NFL stars. Our next guest is a national champion from Alabama. He played 54 games for the Crimson Tide. Please welcome defensive tackle Byron Young. Yo, Byron! Byron! (laughs) What's up? How y'all doing, man? We're great. We love your laugh. We love your smile. Let's talk about your game. Uh, You are one week away from the start of the NFL draft. You've had the whole experience since your college time ended. You have senior bowl, combine, pro day. When you look back, how has this whole process been for you and how are you holding up? Uh, you know, it's been it's been a long process. Really, it kind of started at the beginning of my senior or my senior year this summer. I had a lot of people tell me that this was going to be the longest year of, of my life, and it I mean it has been so far. Just with you know the Senior Bowl coming up right after the season, and then the combine right after the Senior Bowl. You know, it's been a lot of moving parts and everything like that. But you know, it's something that I always dreamed of, and I'm just having fun right now. You know, I'm I've been busy, but man, I love it. I love doing what I'm doing, so I wouldn't change anything. That's cool. I love that. And you're right about it being long. You go from playing in bowl games to training, combine, senior bowl. It just seems like a never-ending cycle. And then finally you get a chance to see what team you're going to, and it all kind of plays Mm -hmm. out from there. But obviously you've gotten a chance to play with some of the best players in the country going to Alabama and potentially the number one overall pick in Bryce Young. What was it like facing him every single day in practice? And how much trash did he talk to you guys on the defensive side of the ball? It was great, man. It was great. Bryce and I, man, we're we're close. Uh, both of our initials are B Young, man. So we we joke about that all the time. But you know, Bryce is a is a great guy. But playing against him was great too. You know, playing against him was great every single day at practice. You might not see it in the game, but he does talk a little bit at practice, man. He he he'll say a little something under his breath when you when you run him back to your side of the ball. So you know, he he he's good as that. He got that little California swag on him, but. Man, now he's a great guy, and he's going to be a great quarterback for whoever picks him up. See, that's pretty awesome. There's, there's a Bryant Young also who is a Hall of Famer now, mm-hmm. plays your same position. Be young is a good thing to do. It's also a good life advice. Just be young and, and, and embrace that <laughs> yeah. while you can. In the meantime, we hear, be young, that you have mm-hmm. the same meal before every single game whilst at Alabama. Tell us what that meal is, and will that continue on Sundays? Oh, yeah. I mean, I ate the same meal just because we as a team ate the same meal. So every single um, every single week we would have steak, pasta, um, rolls and things like that. And so really just loading up on carbs and protein before we go out there and play. So really, I mean, I probably try to eat that just because it worked so well when I was here, you know, being able to play in all the games that I played in, going out, feeling good in all the games that I played in. I probably try to keep something like that. But, you know, there was really more so the team. And Coach Saban making everybody eat the same thing. But, man, I, I'm not complaining about it. You know, who's going to complain about eating steak, you know, once, twice a week? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're having fun with you. I want to do talk about you, though, as a player. I feel like I've been watching you at Alabama forever, and it's because we probably have. 2019, you played as a true freshman at 23 tackles. 2020 made a mm-hmm. big role. 2021 was your breakout year. And then this past season, you had 48 tackles and four sacks from the DT position. As draft people, we're hearing that this isn't a great defensive tackle draft up front. I have to think that's got to be insulting to you and to your brethren at the position. What is your take on defensive tackle in this draft and where you stand in that class and the group as a whole? Yeah, you know, I think, like you said, it is disrespectful because I think a lot of people are overlooking us. And I feel like, you know, for me, I feel like I'm underrated more so than really anybody else. I think a lot of people doubt me in a lot of ways. And, you know, that's not something that really... I care about, you know, I know some team will believe in me and all I need is one team to believe in me and I'm going to go out there and, and prove them right, you know, give them a, give everybody a reason to wish they drafted me. So I think obviously everybody is, is underrating us as a whole class and as a position group. So I think we got a lot to prove, you know, even from the top down to the last defensive tackle that'll be drafted, I think we all want to prove something. We are fired up at the table right now. Do you remember the 1979 NFL draft? Dan mm-hmm. Hampton was there. He went number four overall to the Bears. This guy remembers it because he covered it. Our guest is an NFL draft legend who has been making expert picks, predictions for over four decades. Please give a warm welcome to the one, the only, Mel Kuyper Jr. What's up, Mel? <laughs> Oh, great to be with you guys. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> a long time uh, doing this stuff. It, it really has. And I know you know that 1979 draft backwards and forwards, but Mel, you know the game too. We dive right in. No wasting time. We're going to the 2023 mm-hmm. draft class. Starting with the quarterbacks. Do what you do. In your latest mock draft, you have four quarterbacks going with the first four picks. You know it. It has never happened before in the modern era. How did you arrive there? Well, basically the grades and the needs, and it looks like it's not going to happen. Adam Schefter has said this week that it's not going to be four quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. The Houston could go Will Anderson Jr., may not take a quarterback there. They pick again at 12, so they could maneuver to get back up there and get a quarterback, as Buffalo did with Josh Allen going from 12 to 7, and the Bears did with Justin Fields going from 20 to 11. So it doesn't look like that's going to happen, but the interesting part now will be what quarterbacks slide, what teams move up to get them. So I think it's going to be more entertaining if it doesn't go that way. And it looks like, according to Adam Schefter, it will not go that way, which is what we all want. We want surprise. We want a little mystery. And we want a lot of excitement yeah. come uh, next Thursday. We sure do, Mel. You know, I, I have a, a, a child at home in Frail, New Jersey, and I've got these little blue books that I used to order yeah. online, and they were called <laughs> Mel Kuyper Jr.'s oh. Draft report. I remember the 96 one mm-hmm. with Keyshawn on. I remember the 2000 one with LeVar oh, yeah. Arrington on the cover. You used to mm-hmm. self-publish a draft guide before it was all over the magazine stands at the Hudson News and was everybody's mock mm-hmm. draft online. When you first started in 79 with the draft report, what got you going and where were you in your life? Like, where did it come from where you're like, I'm going to put out this report from me here in Baltimore putting this out here? Peter, it was in Calvert, at Calvert Hall, the high school back in the 70s. I just felt like watching football and studying it and wanting to coach or scout that there was no way to improve your team then. There was no trades. There was no free agency. It was the draft. If you're going to get better, there were 17 rounds back in those days, guys. Then it became 12 mm-hmm. rounds. So there were a ton of players were drafted, but fans didn't have access to any information. You were only getting one to two college football games televised on a Saturday. You certainly couldn't see any of the small college players. So most fans didn't have a clue who these players were. 
were when they were drafted by their team. So I felt like, okay, fans will crave this type of information. Ernie Acorsi, who was a great friend of mine, really encouraged me to do it back in the 70s when I was a 16-year-old kid at a Colt camp while watching the Baltimore Colts practices. So Ernie was really a push behind that that gave me the reason to keep it going. And, and certainly uh, that was the really the, the, the start of it. 1978 college football season, 1979 NFL draft. I was 18 years old at the time. I was doing wow. 25 radio mm. shows a guy a day then, guys. And everybody, the host of those shows, all thought, <laughs> thought I was about 40, 45 years old. I was 18, 19 <laughs> years old. They had no idea. Nobody asked me. Nobody ever asked me what my age sure. was. But I was 18, 19, doing 25 radio shows a day. Amazing. And they never so should because you have the same zest, I'm sure, today that you do when you were 18 years old yeah. doing this mill. This is really awesome. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine, though, over the years and all of your interactions with coaches and GMs, that your relationships there must be incredible. Yeah. But some of the conversations over the years must have been very challenging, too. <laughs> do you have a, yeah. a story that comes to mind with a specific relationship that stands out to you in terms of maybe a favorite guy to deal with, but also someone who said, listen here, Mel, I want to give you a piece of my mind? Jamie, that's a great question. I've had so many friends that you develop over the years. Uh, you know, some are still great friends of mine. They've, they've remained that way. Uh, Ernie Acorsi being the main one. And Ernie would always let me know. He would never lie to me. Never. I was, I've known Ernie since I was 16 years old. He knew if he told me something in confidence, I'm not telling anybody. And I remember we were doing a Sports Center cut in one year. Ernie told me, wait till we're on the clock because we could end up trading this pick. So when we're on the clock, do what you got to do. And I remember we were doing the sports center cut and we got to the team. And I said, hey, I'll let you know in a few hours. And I remember Freddie Gadelli, our producer, then said, no, you can't be teasing yeah. the people. You got to let. I said, Freddie, I can't lose a friendship here over a sports center cut in <laughs> before the draft. You know what I'm talking about here? So I didn't say anything. And then the pick came up and I remember sitting with Boomer and Boomer said, do you think it'll be this guy? I said, no, nah, I don't think so. And then he said, oh, okay. He was getting different information. So we're all kind of all over the place. But Ernie was the one I could always count on. Uh, yeah. And I didn't even ask him. I'd say, Ernie, you don't have to tell me. Oh, no. Just when we're on the clock, we're fine. But other than that, you know, keep it quiet. And he knew if I ever betrayed that confidence, he'd never talk to me again. This is one of my best friends I've ever had. So uh, guys like that, I've had a lot of those, that when they tell you something, uh, you don't tell anybody. And uh, sure. I think everybody knows that. All you guys have dealt with people. You can't voice those types, that type of information to anybody else. So uh, you can keep it in confidence. And sometimes I don't even want to know. I'd rather sometimes now say, don't even tell me, because I don't. Even, if I say something that you agree with, <laughs> then you will, you will know I, I didn't betray a confidence. I just had to have it. So stuff right now over the last Last yeah. maybe 10 years. I don't even want to know anything. I just want to get their feeling about mm-hmm. other teams and what other teams in the league may be doing. Yeah, don't want to know anything. Just let me do my thing. It's so cool to hear you talk and tell stories yeah. and just mention legends like Fred Goodelli, Boomer, and saying all of these things. And Kyle mentioned it. You talked about how you got started over 40 years of doing this. What still motivates you? What still drives you to come out each and every year studying these players and being able just to bring these great mock drafts each and every year? It's all new. It's every year's a different group of players. You always look at it. As soon as the draft's over, we're doing the, the look ahead to the 2024 draft. So it's all new. It's all exciting. Every year's different. Uh, every year you look at there's new challenges. There's new players. There's position groups that are a little stronger than other years. So it's like I say, it's just like uh, it's like Christmas morning when you get the draft day. That's what it is. That's why I like it if there's a mystery. I don't like knowing anything about what teams will do. You don't want to know scripted one, two, three is going to go this way. We'll have plenty of time to, to figure that all out once it happens. I love to go into next Thursday with everybody being kind of the mystery pick and not knowing anything because yeah. uh, that's the fun part. That's the entertaining part of the draft. 
you know, that's the entertaining part and the positive part. There, there is a negative part for people in our industry, and that is being dead wrong, Mel. Now, let's let's get cards <laughs> on the table here. We've all done it. Thanks, Kyle. Now, Peter, it, Peter thought the Seahawks were crazy for taking Russell Wilson because Matt Flynn was going to be the future there. Yes. Last year, I'm sitting here saying the Giants should draft Malik Willis in the first round. What is something over your years, a pick or prognostication, that still haunts you to this day? I've had a lot of them, believe me, we all have. I think the one that lives is kind of an infinite for me. And McShave reminds me of this every day is Jimmy Clausen. Yeah. I really thought Jimmy Clausen out of sure. Notre Dame would be a really good NFL quarterback. And he ended up going to second round, and McShave was not high on Jimmy Clausen. I was, and uh, we had a lot of arguments and debates about that. And, you know, that's one that he throws out at me all the time. There's been a lot of them over the years when you look back on it, but that's the one that jumps out because it was a quarterback. It was Notre Dame. That's my school. Love yeah. Notre Dame. And oh, yeah. thought Jimmy Clausen would be really good so you know again you know you never know how this is going to go I've had a lot of hits a lot of misses that's why you do this but you just hope that you basically you're giving an honest opinion you're evaluating players it's college to pro so it's tough to do that it's not an exact science and look at all the NFL teams with all the information they have they're going to make mistakes I always say 50 percent of the first rounders will be disappointments when you really look back on it so uh, the gems come on day three that's why day three to me is the fun part of the whole process because a lot of these kids they battle they scratch they claw they want to prove everybody wrong and that's the that's as to me day three is as exciting as any day one we've ever had yeah i love it i love yes. it day three uh, well we've been doing a segment on our show all week called hot draft time machine where we revisit some of the most memorable drafts in years past yeah. i remember being uh you know in the building when the chiefs moved up to get patrick mahomes and that blew our hair back i remember when mm-hmm. baker mayfield went first overall a lot of us didn't see that coming blew our hair back of all the drafts right. you've covered and you usually have the answer key by the time draft day comes what's the one selection that threw even you off where you were like wow i can't believe that actually just happened and why was that moment so memorable to you Really, Peter, 2003, when they kept passing, the Vikings were picking and they passed. And then the card was run up. I don't know. I think it was Jacksonville with Byron Leftwich. And then they, no picks made. And Minnesota's passing and they're not making a pick. And then Carolina runs up and takes Jordan Gross. And then the Ravens are trying to fly up and take Terrell Suggs. But right before that, Minnesota, I think, finally got their card in. It's a Kevin Williams defensive tackle from Oklahoma State. And ironically, Kevin Williams turned out to be a heck of a player in the National Football League. So the Vikings were criticized really that year. Everybody said, what are they doing? How can you not be prepared? I guess they were trying to work out a trade, but they kept passing and passing. And cards are run up. I, we have never, ever in the history of doing the draft at ESPN ever seen that type of thing happen. But it did. It was 2003, I believe. And that will be one of the more memorable top tens of the first round I can ever think back on. Mel, it is so cool to have this GMFB Mel Kuyper crossover. I don't know how it happened. I don't ask <laughs> the executives. I'm pretty happy with it. It's great. We'd love to have you every week if you can. Uh, in closing, we've got a colleague here who was not a first-round pick, but he did go on to have a 13-year NFL career. Jason McCourty, do you have a scouting report or any memory <laughs> of what you saw from an undersized Rutgers defensive back who uh, also had a twin brother on the team back when you were scouting the Scarlet Knights? <laughs> He did. He was a heck of a player. And I tell you, I'm really proud to see what he was able to accomplish both on and off the field. And those are the kind of stories that make the NFL what it is. When you see great players, great men, and, and really 
you come back, you have a chip on your shoulder. Every, players play with a chip, and they need that. First rounders, sometimes you look at the top 10 guys, they come in, and they got all the press and all the recognition, all the awards, and then you look at the NFL draft, and you see guys come in and, and do a great job over a period of time, over a long period of time. So, again, uh, he's made they've made Rutgers proud. I mean, Rutgers, look at Isaiah Pacheco last year out of Rutgers. Seventh hey, round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he keys their run to the Super Bowl. That's why I've always, I've had one philosophy, guys, that people in the league have jumped on that bandwagon. I can say I've been wrong a lot, guys. One thing I've been, sure. I think, right on that a lot of NFL teams now agree with, even McShay now is coming around on it, is don't take a running back in the first round. Now, we're going to get to the B. John, mm-hmm. I love B. John Robinson, but the philosophy is you can find running backs down the line. Look at Pacheco, look at Elijah Mitchell. I started this with Thurman Thomas back in the day. I said, how many guys that didn't go in the first round at running back are starting in the league? It was like 22 out of 32. How many have keyed Super Bowl mm-hmm. runs? I looked at that. It wasn't a lot. So that's where I started that philosophy. And now uh, it seems like everybody's kind of jumped on that bandwagon, as I said. But Bijan Robinson's going to be kind of the kind of the wild card. He's a top five to seven player in this draft. Some teams agree with that philosophy. Where will Bijan Robinson land? I can't figure it out. If you guys have an answer for me on Bijan Robinson, let me know because I have no clue where he's going to go in the first round. Well, we have good news, Mel. He's actually the next guest in the next segment, so he's probably listening. <laughs> That's it. We're going to have it. That's it. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, don't tell me anything. I'd rather not know until next Thursday. Yeah. Rather not. Well, we'll Us tell too. you this. You are, you are so good at this. You are sharp as a razor. We have so much respect for you. We are so thrilled that you came on the show. Mel Kuyper, Jr., guys, the best. Oh, oh, absolutely the best. Thank you, Mel. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hands to Robinson again. Bijan breaks free. To the 40. To the 30. Say goodnight to this one. Bijan Robinson takes it from a touchdown. 
Steinbach, right side run, and out into the open along the sideline. That Bijan Robinson who stayed in bounds. Touchdown! Speaking of giddy up, here we go. Bijan, giddy up, into the end zone, touchdown. 41 yards for Bijan Robinson to take it home. We are now joined by one of the best prospects in the entire 2023 NFL draft. He's a unanimous All-American in 2022. I've said it on the show. He's one of the few true blue chippers in this draft class. Let's welcome to the program former Texas Longhorn standout, running back, Bijan Oh, yeah. Robinson. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, go. Let's go. How you guys doing? Oh, we are awesome. It is so cool. You have an awesome smile. You have an awesome game. And Texas had an awesome run with you toting the rock. You know, Texas has an amazing history of running backs. You became the fourth different Texas back to win the Doak Walker Award Mm. alongside Ricky Williams, Mm. legend, late Cedric Benson, legend, and Deontay Foreman, who's currently in the NFL. Texas legend Earl Campbell was also there to see you accept it. That is a Mount Rushmore of running backs of the college football world. How does it feel to be part of such an amazing running back tradition and carrying that torch into the NFL? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, obviously it's just such a blessing, you know, that that God put me in the situation that he did, you know, to, to be at Texas. And, you know, I knew that even when I was even getting recruited that, that you know, it was, a, it was a place for me to be. Um, and just even my whole time being there, just learning from, you know, those guys that you just said and letting them come back in and talk to me and understand that they were in, in my position, you know, when they were in the in the game as well. So it, it was just such a cool thing to have those guys, you know, always come back in, you know, be in my ear and give me an opportunity to to want to be a great running back just like they were, you know, at such a great school. So, man, it, it was, even that picture right there, it was just great to, to be around all those guys um, in that moment. An unbelievable picture. Oh. We love it. I mean, we're, we were just in awe of that. It's a really, really cool shot, and it's this cool club that you were in. And now you went to the Sunday Club. Listen, you got this big smile. You're this great guy. We've seen you run. You're a bad mother. I'm telling you, like it, it is a totally <laughs> a different thing than we're seeing on our TV show right now. Yet, listen, you said yep. your favorite running back of all time is someone this before you were born, Barry Sanders, which is incredible. And since this is the NFL, we're going to run Barry Sanders highlights while we talk right now because we can. Bijan, what was it about Barry's game that you loved and what pieces of his style do you try to incorporate because he's the all-timer? Yeah, I think that, you know, I say that a lot just because, you know, he, he knew how to get himself out of, you know, uncomfortable situations and mm-hmm. just even how he can can break a tackle and still go at 100 miles per hour is is really rare in a, in a running back's game. So, like, I try to pride myself in that a lot and just to see how he can, you know, bend and still, you know, keep keep his keep his body like body language when trying to make make defenders tackle or try to tackle him. So I think that he's he's the guy that that, that set the standard. Um, you know, I, I love to watch his highlights, especially like before games and the week before games, just because I'm gonna try to mimic some moves that he had and and you know use it for my for my skill set. So I think that he's he's the guy that I watch a lot. Um and I just really enjoy, you know, his game and 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 how he gets himself in, you know, those great situations for for what he was trying to do back in the day. Smart man. I don't think you can find a better guy to watch for highlights before your own games as you head into the NFL. Bijan, this process must be such a breeze for you. You know exactly where you're going. You know who's going to draft you. You know what everyone's opinions of you 
of course, I'm being facetious. No one knows much about Not this year's draft. Even a guy who's been covering for the draft for 40 years, Mel Kuyper Jr., was just on our show. Let's ask him what he thinks about Bijan. Don't take a running back in the first round. Now, we're going to get to the Bijan. I love Bijan Robinson, but the philosophy is you can find running backs down the line. Look at Pacheco. Look at Elijah Mitchell. I started this with Thurman Thomas back in the day. I said, how many guys that didn't go in the first round at running back were starting in the league? It was like 22 out of 32. How many have keyed Super Bowl runs? I looked at that. It wasn't a lot. So that's where I started that philosophy. And now uh, it seems like everybody's kind of jumped on that bandwagon, as I said. But Bijan Robinson is going to be kind of the kind of the wild card. He's a top five to seven player in this draft. Some teams agree with that philosophy. Where will B. John Robinson land? I can't figure it out. If you guys have an answer for me on B. John Robinson, let me know because I have no clue where he's going to go in the first round. That's a bite. He did, the end of it, though, is a bite, is that no clue where he's going to go in the first round. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a key. Bijan, what is it like to be in this really strange cross-section of your position, which is you are valuable in an offense, but the, the position as its reputation in the draft is slipping. What's this been like for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I understand it. Um, you know, that this position is is starting to, to to be devalued a little bit just because, you know, you got guys that might have not have been in the league um a long time or or, you know, just some things might happen of injuries or something like that. But I think that, you know, now in today's game, um, the running back is such an important position just because if you got guys that can that can line up at receiver and slot and and obviously play just as well as, as the running back position, I think that that's when you have a guy that can be a difference maker. You know, obviously in, in any offense. Um, and for me, you know, that that's been the question. Uh, and and is is you know he can be a, a a great talent, but you know the the position that he plays, obviously it can it can hurt or, or anything like that. But for me, I, I've just been trying to stay, you know, in the moment and, and understand, you know, what I can do, you know, for a team when, when, when they do draft me, um, because, you know, you, you get the, you get the moment one time and, and I think that it's, it's going to be fun to, to see where I end up. Um, because a lot of people are, are still in question of, of can you draft this guy in the top 10 or, or not? Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to be a blessing wherever, whoever picks me up, um, and I'm just going to enjoy the moment next week. And, and, and just like all of us, just see where I see where I end up. It will be a blessing. You'll get to live out a childhood dream and be playing on somebody's team on Sunday. You mentioned the draft a week away and it was announced you're going to be in Kansas City and be one of the players attending in person. Talk us through the game plan for getting there. Who's coming with you? What family members? But most importantly, what are you going to be wearing at the draft? Do you have your outfit picked out? Who are you wearing? Yeah, so so I, you know all the families coming. Um, my mom, my grandparents, my brothers and sisters, uh, my auntie, they're they're all going to be there. Um, and then like the coaches, like along the way, are coming to uh, my training coach, my running my running back coaches, my head coaches. They'll be there. Uh, but I'm, I'm actually like about to do this like little suit fitting suit fitting today. Uh, I, I got the okay. I got the suit. Out. Um, I got the suit out. So now I'm about to. Go and check it out, but I think it's gonna it's gonna look pretty nice. You know, I gotta I gotta set a set a standard a little bit. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. press a little bit. So we're gonna we're gonna see what see what it, what it looks like. Let's go. I you gotta it. make it memorable because you got like 130 days until we see you playing on Sundays. So mm-hmm. uh, you leave them leave them wanting more, but we'll know it's fitted because it, we heard it here first. Custom baby, hey John. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.